Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tan Talk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Timeless race. A unique event. A dream which runs through the streets of the Bel Paese. A race which has been the dream of the whole of Italy. Enzo Ferrari called it the most beautiful race in the world. It was, and it still is today. It is a race that has never had any equals. La Coppa delle Mille Miglia, la più appassionante corsa automobilistica sulle strade di Mezzitalia, ha avuto un successo senza precedenti. It was a long-distance speed race. The most important teams competed with the fastest and most modern cars. The best drivers achieved the most surprising speeds in their bid to win the Mille Miglia Cup. Champions such as Tazio Nuvolari, Sterling Moss, Alberto Ascari and the Count Giannino Marzotto have all written their names in the story of this Brescian race. Today, the Mille Miglia is more alive than ever. It brings to the streets of Italy its prestige, its excellence and its uniqueness. Inizio della decima corsa delle Mille Miglia a Brescia. Le macchine concorrenti si allineano per la verifica la funzionatura. In Brescia, today as in the past, the cars are finely tuned to be at peak performance to face the long challenge. I numeri corrispondono all'ora di partenza. 7.30 è l'Alfa di Fangio, cedutagli da Bornigia, ordine di scuderia. Fagioli si cimenterà con un Oscar 1100. Enzo Ferrari, che al volante delle sue macchine schiera un Serafini. The Mille Miglia, and they're off. Ultime battute, Piacenza. La Ferrari 4100 di Gigi lavora a piena resa, cessando la pioggia. A Parma si torna all'alta velocità, un brivido, ma la 1100 di Borghi si è subito rimessa in linea. The Mille Miglia today is the past which meets the future in a right, in a celebration that will remain immortal forever. 
the Mille Miglia is the most beautiful race in the world. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. This is Bill Warner of the Amelia Island Concord Delegates, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Running your computers in Google Tan, talk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Don't forget that if you've missed any of our past shows, Check out Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the podcast page. Bobby, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing just fine. You want to enlighten everybody on the social media aspects of Nostalgic Radio and Cars and Gulfstream Motorsports? Well, we got Facebook and YouTube, which would be slash Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Then, let's see, we have Twitter, we have Periscope, and those would be at NRC on Air. Oh, yeah. Did we do the YouTube thing? The YouTube video thing? Yes. Both Facebook and YouTube are slash Nostalgic Radio and Cars. That's and right. Actually, so is LinkedIn. So is LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. LinkedIn, too. How about that? Yeah. Anyway, hey, we got a great show for you. That We have a very special guest coming on later this afternoon. And with a little luck, we might have somebody else coming on. But let's see. It's time for the Speed Culture Minute, right? Since we don't always forget it, but we sometimes kind of like glance over it. And there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend. So for starters, for starters, this weekend is Festival. Festivals of Speed in St. Petersburg, okay? That's Sunday. So, hey, if you want to go ahead and check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, hit us on the contact page or just go right to FestivalsOfSpeed.com. We might have a few spots for a few more really, really, really cool cars. But I'll tell you what, next weekend, next weekend, up in Mount Dora, actually Howie in the Hills, is another spectacular Festivals of Speed event. And it's the Mission Inn, and we are going to have a great time. That's actually one of my favorite venues. What about you, Bobby? Because it's really, really nice up there, isn't it? And, and Howie in the Hills. I love the Mission Inn, and the, the way the cars are displayed up there is just absolutely stunning. It's an incredible hotel. It's kind of a vintage Spanish-style hotel, hence Mission Inn, okay? It's got a huge, huge piece of property. It's surrounded by a beautiful lake. When the cars are lined up on the lake, it's just absolutely gorgeous. So if anybody wants to bring, we're still looking for some really, really, really cool, spectacular, exotic cars. We have a few spaces left. Feel free to contact us, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. And go to our contact page. Right, Bobby? Did I say that right? Also, you can go to festivalsofspeed.com, and when you sign up for registration, you can register your car, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And you get a discount. How about that? Possibly even free. Possibly even free. Exactly. Okay, so the mission in next week, okay? And you can have some really cool cars. Matter of fact, this week at uh, in downtown St. Pete, that uh, should be a spectacular event because we've got an amazing selection of cars down there. But let's see. What else is going on? Okay, also Saturday, Saturday at uh, 7 a.m. in the morning, Reeves Import Motor Cars, Cars and Coffee, followed by, was it 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at Garage One. Makers of High Performance, Speed Wax, and the Teflon Applicator. Okay, that's over in Tampa. That's our good friend Gene and uh, the Garage One clan, and that's pretty cool. Also this weekend, the NSRA, National Street Ride Association, huge, huge event. It's huge! It's no longer in the fall. It's now in the spring, and it's at the Tampa Fairgrounds this weekend. Also, some friends of ours, Vacari, Pete Vacari is doing the Vacari auction, also over at the fairgrounds. So you've got a lot of stuff right here in Tampa Bay going on. Of course... Next month, May, is the Mille Mille race, which is the 1,000-mile race. That uh, race basically used to run from, like, the early to mid-20s till about 1957. 
Now, they stopped the race in 1957 as a result of an accident. However, they have picked the race up, and they've been running it, I think, since the uh, 60s. It uh, takes place on the same 1,000-mile stretch of road in northern Italy. Actually, it runs from Brescia, which is kind of like northern Italy. They're just below Cetro, and it goes all the way down to southern Italy, and it's a 1,000-mile race down to the historic city of Rome and back. And uh, I th- I'm not sure what the record is. I think it's something like 40-some-odd hours or something like that. That's what they run that thing. But uh, that little clip that we played at the beginning of the show was a uh, kind of like a uh, uh, a little movie, a documentary on that. And it's part English, part Italian, and it's a very, very famous run. But anyway, to commemorate the Mille Mille, they now do that race every year. And in a controlled environment. I mean, back then, you know, it was an all-out, full-blown race. Today, it's kind of like a controlled race, kind of like a, more like a rally. And uh, our guest later this afternoon, uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit. And then, of course, Bill Warner, who uh, we are really, really good friends with. He's the founder and chairman of the Amelia Island event, Concourse event, probably the most outstanding automotive event in the country. He ran the Amelia Amelia last year. In fact, they did it in a Studebaker. If you go to our Facebook page, no, not our Facebook page. If you go to our podcast page, there's a picture of Bill Warner standing there with a Studebaker. Him and a friend of his decided to run that. And the cars can't be any newer than 1957, because 1957 was the last year for that particular race. So, like again, like I said, to commemorate that. Now, in the United States, we've got a couple of events that are similar to that. We have the Colorado Grand, which is 1,000 miles or kilometers. I'm not sure. I think we've got one in New England, and uh, there's a few of those. In fact, what we really need to do is we need to do one of those events here in Florida, because we don't have anything. Now, in Florida, we don't really have canyon roads and windy, twisty mountain roads and stuff like that, like they do in Europe and stuff. But we do have some pretty cool two-lane roads with some beautiful historic Florida scenery on it. So I think that it would be kind of cool to do, even if we didn't do a 1,000 kilometers or a 1,000 miles, if we did, let's say, like a three, 400-mile run somewhere you know, scattered around the, uh, uh, the state of Florida. In fact, northern Florida, if you ran from Tallahassee to, let's say, Jacksonville and south of Jacksonville along you know, US-1, along the waterfront there a little bit, there were some pretty cool little roads. And if you kind of went down as far as maybe you know, cut over to 301, cut over to 27, then uh, meander through the the northern part of the state, let's say like around Gainesville. You know, you've got some pretty nice windy, hilly roads up there, so uh, it's pretty cool. So maybe, maybe we can do that one of these days. Now, also this month, the third week of this month, is the Walter Mitty, and that's put on by our good friends at HSR, Historic Sports Car Racing, and their group, and that will be at Road Atlanta. And Road Atlanta is, of course, one of my favorite tracks because that's where I got my racing license back in 1990, and also it's got some of the coolest topos. You know, so, uh, and a couple of weeks ago, obviously, it was the 12 hour Sebring. We had uh, Ken Breslauer on, talk a little bit about Sebring. And Bobby, do we have a guest on the phone right now? Okay. Now, you heard me talk a little bit about the NSRA event that's this weekend, the National Street Ride Association. And I'm delighted to welcome back to Nostalgic Radio Cars, Jim Rowlett. Jim, are you there? Hey, doing fine, brother. How are you doing? Pretty good. How's uh, how things? Uh, well, not, you're not in Texas anymore, so you're in, uh, are you in Florida now? Yes, I am. You are? I went to uh, Tampa just a little bit earlier. Okay, super. So tell us about the NSIRA deal. Now, you guys have moved the event up from the fall to spring. So give us uh, give us some insight as to how that all came about and what, what we can expect to experience this weekend. Yes, it's a, it's a big change from last year uh, date-wise. Uh, we're always on the second weekend in October, and uh, the change was made to move into April. So now it's April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Uh, we, we expect uh, probably a larger crowd. You know, we... Uh, we think the move would be better for us. Uh, we're looking for 1,500, 1,500 cars this weekend. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a great event. I think this uh, the change has been good. 
I was just talking about the, the rain. You know, we didn't see a whole lot of that <laughs> in October, but hey, uh, we'll handle it, and it ought to be out of the way by the weekend. Super. Well, the one thing about the rain is, you know, and those guys that uh, show up with their street rods, you know, they're used to driving their cars all the time. So a little rain, a drop or two here and there is not going to make much difference, is it? Well, no, it really doesn't. Most of the guys drive, and, and uh, you know, the, the feeling is if it rains at night, it's a complimentary car wash. It's a complimentary. So, hey, we just, <laughs> we, just uh, we enjoy having the cars. We enjoy uh, the folks. And uh, I'll tell you what, this year is no exception. It, it ought to be a great event for us. Uh, with the manufacturers, uh, dealers, especially automotive products, and and uh, uh, the the press release we send say all roads lead to Tampa, so uh, we're we're ready for a good weekend. Okay, now are they going to have any special entertainment, or what are some of the other highlights that you're going to have there this weekend? Well, of course, in addition to uh, you know the vendors and the arts and crafts area and that kind of thing, um, I, I understand Nostalgia Radio is going to be out there. Nostalgic Radio That's cars will be out there. Right? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be a highlight, and uh, we've got several other other uh, stations that are coming out advertising and then enjoying the show. And uh, Women's World uh, Arts and Crafts show uh, for the ladies and uh, model car display. Uh, a lot of a lot of folks still into building models, and uh, I used to do a lot of that myself, and then moved on to the big cars. But uh, uh, we do that. Uh, in the uh, automotive swap meet. If you have not been out to see the swap meet, it's it's getting bigger every year, and all those uh, special little parts that uh, you know that you need uh, should be available out there. Should be able to find them. Um, we've got uh, an all-denomination church service on Sunday with a gentleman from Tampa, George Shelton Jr., that uh, is going to come out and do the music for us, and and uh, it's just a big time. You know, a lot of things going on. We're giving. Uh, over $75,000 worth of merchandise away during the course of the weekend for registered participants. And uh, we'd love to see everybody come out and, and uh, participate. If you're in town or if you are if you can hear this broadcast and you've got a car that's 30 years old or older, we'd love to have you come over to the uh, Sheridan Tampa East over on Princess Palm and get registered. Come out and be a part. Super. So 30 years and old. 30 years and older, they can participate in the National Street Road Association event this weekend, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For, for many years, it was pre-1949, and, you know, the uh, a lot of folks felt like it, well, it was just cars that would travel around, you know, uh, show cars. And uh, that's been the furthest thing from the truth. It's, uh, you know, we do have some beautiful cars. There's no doubt about that. Some of the nicest cars you'll ever want to see. But uh, we also enjoy having the local uh, car guys, the car gals, bring their cars out. Uh, whether it's finished or not finished, it's not a big deal. Uh, the camaraderie is what it's all about. And uh, I, I tell folks all the time, to me, the events are like a family reunion with cars. And, uh, you know, no matter how much you have in yours or how little you have in it, you can come out and be a part. That's super. Now there's the website, is National Street Ride Association website, if they want to find out more information. Uh, it is. If you go to uh, nsra-usa.com, uh, the information is there on the on the website. We also have a Facebook page, National Street Rod Association. You can go there, and there's some information on there as well. So, you know, we, we would just love to have, uh, have everybody blow the doors off this place this weekend and make this first, uh, first uh, Southeast Street Rod Nationals in April. 
uh, of great success, and we're looking forward to it. Excellent. Now, this is what this would be considered kind of like our springtime event for you, right? Yes, this is the first event of the year for us. Okay. Uh, we're we're here this weekend. Uh, we'll be in Oklahoma City next weekend, and then uh, two weeks from that is Bakersfield, California, and then the week after that's Knoxville, Tennessee. So we do ten events around the United States, but uh, this has become the kickoff. So we're we're ready for a good start. Well, we're excited, and we feel privileged. We're the kickoff NSRA event for the National Street Road Association. That's super. Hey, Jim, I look forward to seeing you this weekend. Thanks for coming on the show for a few minutes. Everybody, I expect to see everybody out there Saturday. Nostalgic Radio Cars will be out there. I'll be hanging out with my good friend Jim. Jim, you take care, and we'll see you out there. All right, buddy. Take care. We'll see you there. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Street rods, man. Really cool stuff. Bobby, what do you got queued up on the uh, turn-em-up table? Anything kind of wicked for us? Well, you give me some of this uh, this Italian music here. Well, I since guess. yeah, since we're kind of well, you know, it's funny how we, we got the Italian thing, and also we got the National Street Ride Association deal going on because that's a pretty cool event. And uh, obviously, I'm 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 grateful that our friend Jim was able to come on the show this evening for a few minutes. Of course, we have another guest coming on, so don't touch that dial because we got some pretty cool stuff happening here a little bit later. We got some really cool discussions going on. So anyway, so what do we got here? We got uh, hey, uh, okay. The the this is a song. This is an artist that was well known back in the. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s in Europe, and his name was Adriano Celetano, and the name of the song is Hea, and uh, it was a pretty popular song back in the late 60s when I was a kid growing up over there in northern Italy, so it's kind of cool and uh, reminiscent. I hope you guys appreciate it because it's got a little Italian flair to it, but anyway, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgia for Getting Into Cars, don't touch that dial, we'll be right back. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Loving barbecue ribs that you 
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgia Video and Cars. Frustrated looking for car shows? Want the latest in automotive news? How about videos and podcasts? Well, check out Speed Culture, the comprehensive automotive app now available on Google Play and the App Store. Speed Culture brings you motorsports event listings based on your current location. Speed Culture also brings you the latest news feeds, videos, podcasts, and more. Speed Culture, the automotive enthusiast mobile app. For more information, check out speedcultureapp.com and download it today. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Okay, we're back. You tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Now, Bobby, do we have some radio giveaway tickets? Do we have... Uh, you got a little promo thing you want to do there? It's coming just a second. It's coming just a second. You know what? I'm so thrilled to have Bobby on the board because he's on his game. There we go. So you do your, you do your giveaway. <laughs> I'll do my giveaway. All right, so basically what we got going on here is you know that... Festivals of Speed takes place this weekend, and I have a set of tickets. So if you want to give us a call here at the studio, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Or you can dial 1-866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. You know, I'm glad to have that on the wall, Bobby, so I can uh, read that. But anyway, you give us a call here in the next couple of minutes, and we will give you some free tickets to both Festivals of Speed in St. Pete and Festivals of Speed at the Mission Inn up in Howie in the Hills. Now, yes. Howie in the Hills. Go ahead, Bobby. And if you uh, if you if you miss this offer here on Nostalgic Radio and Cars right now, you can get your tickets online with this exclusive offer for Tantalk Radio Network listeners. Use the promo code Tantalk and fifty percent off your Festivals of Speed tickets. How about that? That works out real good. Exclusively for Ex- the stations of the Tantalk Radio Exclu- Network. That's right. Okay. So, uh, anyway, oh yeah, for all my Italian friends out there, buona sera, buona sera, that's Italian for good evening. So, anyway, all right. Very good. Gracias, gracias. Well, actually, we had Valentino Balboni on our show here, I think it was maybe about four or five months ago or whatever it was, and he was the factory, he is, still is, the factory test driver for Lamborghini. He was an interesting guest, and then at one point we also had Piero Revolta, and he is responsible for the Isos and the Revoltas and the Griffos, which the Griffos are pretty pretty spectacular car the griffo is basically a if you want to use the term homologated italian sports car with a either a chevrolet or a ford motor in it now i'd love to get the guy on the show that developed or designed the original mangusta and pantera but i'm not sure if he's still around but i believe he is and that would be kind of cool because that was another outstanding homologated european exotic with a domestic motor in it. anyway bobby you can go ahead and get our guest on the phone in the meantime let's see what we got as far as the speed culture minute i think i pretty much wrapped that up but don't forget tomorrow night no thursday night is uh quaker steak and lube and of course biff burger is also friday night but we will be at the festivals of speed gala right on Friday evening. So um, we're looking forward to that. But anyway, so you got something on the tournament table there for us? Rocky Roberts coming right Rocky up. Roberts. Now, here, Rocky Roberts was an American, but he's another guy that went to Europe in the early 60s and uh, did some really cool stuff with some uh, music over there. So here's one of his songs, and it's called Can't Ask No More. So stick around. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. 
first in the Amelia, the great thousand-mile classic whose circuit spans northern Italy from Brescia to Rome, from the east coast to the west. Sterling Moss is one of the British drivers for whom this event has been a must for many years. The Marquis de Portego of Spain and Eddie Nelson America share a Ferrari. Also in the Ferrari team is Britain's Peter Collins. Sterling Moss, who won the 1955 event in record time, leaves the starting ramp in his Maserati. Neither the watching millions at the roadside nor De Portago himself dream of the tragedy that lies ahead for him. That before the end of the race, the Mille Miglia will be darkened by the worst disaster in its history. Most of the way, the race is true to pattern. Mechanical trouble put some out of the running, including Sterling Moss and Peter Collins, after he had led the field. De Portago makes good time, but victory goes to Italian veteran Piero Taruffi, beating Von Trips by a few yards. Taruffi gets a hero's welcome from the crowd. This is Sterling Moss, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back. And yes, you are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Thank you, Sir Sterling Moss. Well, guys, it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. And you know this gentleman because he's an alumni. He's a friend of mine. He's been on our show many times. But he's also the star of the host of probably one of the best TV shows. And I really like this show, Chasing Classic Cars. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Wayne Carini. Wayne, are you there? Hey, Robert. How are you? Pretty good. Now, I played the Mealy Mealy clip because I heard you utter something about a Mealy Mealy car that you were test driving. So t tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we're uh, we're headed to the Mille, um, and actually the car is being shipped in about a week. So we are doing some test driving, and today we have a 1929 Itala, very rare car. It's a Tipo 61 Roadster. Um, there was four of Tipo 61s that uh, were entered in the 1928 Mille, and one finished 10th overall. So uh, pretty uh, pretty great car. Uh, good melee history uh not this particular one itself but um really good history and and the melee loves early cars so um this is a, this is a car no one's seen in the retro melee ever before a uh, 
Mi Talis. So it's it's going to be a great thrill to be there. Give us a little history on the Mille Mille and and tell us a little bit about you know it stopped the last one was in 1957. In order to compete today, you have to have a car that's 1957 or older. And when did they reintroduce it? Well, it was it was about um, I believe about 18 years ago that it that it uh, started up again. Um, we do a thousand miles through Italy, um, and now it's in four days. It used to be three days, but now it's four. Where we uh, the Mille used to enter uh, Brescia in, in the middle of the night, and it wasn't very exciting to in the dark. So they they moved the finish uh, to actually on Saturday. Um, or I'm sorry, Sunday, and so we we finish on Sunday during the middle of the day, so all the crowds can enjoy seeing the cars and seeing them up close after the race. So it's it, it's a it's a great adventure. Um, we're not quite sure how it's going to pan out, but uh, can uh, can always count on having fun when you're on an adventure with your with your good friends. Uh, Ralph Morano, uh, great Packard collector and uh, a real great friend of mine, is going to be my co-driver ralph uh, co-drove in the london to brighton rally with us too so uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a ball i'll tell you that have you done the mille mille before i have not i have not very exciting you know the whole process and so we're we're doing a, a segment for our show it's going to probably be an hour special and uh, what we're showing is the whole process of actually going out finding a car and uh, i just happened to to find this car, I had a gentleman uh, call me and said his father uh, was uh, ill, and they were looking to sell a bunch of the cars. There were uh, 14 cars in the collection, and so I went out to Illinois, and I looked at the collection, and I said, okay, I know the one car I want is that Italia, because I instantaneously knew that that would be uh, an automatic entry to the melee. And... Uh, and the guy says, well, that's very nice, except for you have to buy all 14 cars in order to get that one car, because we're not selling them individually. You're going to sell them as a package. Well, we went back and forth for about eight months, and uh, I bought the whole package of cars, and uh, now we're trying to sell a bunch of the other ones. Uh, so we end up with, with the Italia in the end, after all. Give us a little background on the it's Italia. Italia, is that how you pronounce it? I, I, Italia, I-T-A-L-A. Okay, Italia, okay. Yeah, so so these are these are cars that were made in Italy um, um, uh, from uh, I believe about 1904, and uh, they they were great race cars and Grand Prix races and uh, in the early uh, teens, 1909 to the early teens. Uh, then they became more of a road car. 1931, they were taken over by Fiat and uh, sort of dwindled into the Fiat mixture, but uh, fantastic two-liter. Um, six-cylinder engine uh, it runs really great um, so we're just sorting the car out got our new blockly tires on today and decided to take it for a little spin and that's what it's going to be is uh as this um, i'm away this weekend but next weekend we're going to be driving it uh, to providence rhode island and back about uh, it's about a hundred mile round trip which should uh, shake out some of the the loose uh, nuts and bolts and uh hopefully We'll be ready to do a successful melee. Okay, so that's a uh, kind of like a test run. Now you mentioned the car had a two-liter six-cylinder. That's actually a small motor. So is a very small motor. Yeah, very small motor. Um, runs really great though, and I'm sure that we're going to be a slow car. Or you know, this is probably a car that's going to average fifty to sixty miles an hour, hopefully. And uh, so we'll be being passed by a lot of uh, more powerful cars, 
but yet uh, we have the advantage of starting up front. So uh, according to the list I saw, I think we're starting probably 15th, where we'll be one of the older cars on, on the Melee. So we start off way before all the other guys do. There's over 400 cars in the Melee. So uh, we get a good starting spot. We start off early in the morning, and hopefully we can get in uh, by dinner time or 8 or 9 o'clock at night, where a lot of these teams don't get in until 1 or 2 or 3 in the morning. And then they have to get up the next morning and do it all over again. So pretty grueling race. Now, a car like that, how do you prepare it? I mean, are there like modern-day safety things, features, uh, mechanics that you might change the car, or do you keep it pretty much the way it was, in other words, a period-correct car? We're going to keep it very much like it was. I mean, we what we're going to do is uh, a fuel pump is sometimes becomes an issue because this is a vacuum uh, type of, uh, of a fuel system. And if we, for some reason, lose vacuum, there could be an issue with that. So what we're going to do is we're going to hang a electric fuel pump under the car with all the fittings and the hoses and everything will be there just in case we don't want to run it. But yet, uh, if, if it's absolutely necessary, it'll be there. Uh, we'll, we'll prepare, you know, we're going to bring extra coils and condensers and points and, and just be prepared. Uh, these are very simple machines in, in reality. Um, you know, you got a set of points and you got spark plugs and you got a distributor cap and wires. I mean, uh, Something I'm sure will go wrong, but we'll have a spare parts so that uh, we can fix it on the side of the road at any time. Now, this is an open car. This is like a Roadster slash Speedster type car? Yeah, it's a Roadster, so uh, there's a rumble seat in the back. But um, we're having a little issue with the Melee right now because uh, my cameraman won't be able to arrive with us. Um, there's only two people allowed in the car at the time, so there won't be, a, be able to have a third person. So we're going to be mounting some GoPros, and and, uh, and then as we come into uh, certain towns where the crowds will really be heavy and thick, uh, we'll, uh, we'll switch the, uh, my co-driver for my cameraman just to come into some of the towns to get that feeling of, of the excitement of what the melee is all about. Excellent. Now, time frame, time-wise, um, what do you predict your time will be? If I finish, I'm just I'm, I'll be thrilled. Okay, <laughs> you know? we're not going for because this is a serious race to a lot of people. Uh, you have to you have to complete your your legs of, of the of the race in, in a certain period of time, and you lose points for being too early. You lose you lose points for being too late. So um, we're not going to be on that competitive side of it. I think going for your first time. Of course, that's what we say now, but. Uh, the first time you go, you, you sort of just want to get the feel of it. Uh, I have an Arnold Bristol uh, coupe that hopefully we'll be able to do it in next year. Um, but uh, just getting the feel of it in this open roadster, I think, is going to be very cool. And we're going to be part of a team, too, of, of 20 other cars. So um, we'll all look out for each other. Um, and uh, it's a bunch of Americans, a bunch of uh, people from the United States will be on that team. So it, I'm sure it'll be fun, you know, going out to restaurants and, and uh, the camaraderie of going. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, true, true. Now, what do you bring for support? I mean, as far as, like, um, is there, like, chase vehicles that have additional, you know, uh, be, yeah, spares? Be our, our, our chase vehicle with our camera crew and our, our film crew, uh, and uh, we'll probably bring uh, one of my friends as a mechanic um, just to, just in case we've got, we put our heads together, we can solve these issues uh, on the side of the road pretty easily, but 
just you can't overthink these issues, you know, when you when you break down. Unfortunately, in the London to Brighton rally, we had an issue pop up that we just couldn't you know, fix on the side of the road, and that was a that was a, a head gasket had blown so bad that the water was pouring out as fast as we could pour it in. So we couldn't fix that. But most things you can fix on the side of the road. You know, there's there's I'm sure there's going to be issues. This is a car that's been parked now for 30 years. Oh, had flat tires on it. I mean, it hadn't run in 30 years. So. Um, there's always going to be something that pops up with it, but we're going to put some miles on it, as many as possible, and be prepared. Now, will you dress the period as well? No, we'll dress uh, for cold, wet weather, because that's usually how it is. If the sun comes out, we'll be real lucky, but um, it's usually cold and rainy, and, uh, you know, it's May, it's Italy, it's in May in the United States, I mean, in the Northeast it's that way, so... Okay. You know, it's it's that type of weather. You you can look out and have sixty, seventy degree days, which is beautiful weather. But more than likely, there's going to be one day of downpouring rain, and and hopefully the top will work and <laughs> keep most of the rain out of the car. Okay. Let's. <laughs> I'm trying to think of that movie that I used to that was uh, with Tony Curtis years ago. Remember the? I know what it was called in German. It was called a Tokyo to Men in a in a in a in a, in a alter kisten, but I don't know what they call it in English. Um, yeah, the the guys with the jaunty machines or something like that was that what it was. So it's going to be kind of like a little one of those deals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you bet. Okay. You bet. So what was the London? You said it was London Brighton was another event that you participated in. Yeah. So we did the London to Brighton rally last year, year before last, and we did it in a 1904 uh, Model A. I'm sorry, Model A Ford. And uh, it was it was uh, it was quite an adventure. Um, we broke down quite often. Um, we filmed the whole event. Our cameraman rode with us. Uh, Ralph's wife Adeline was with us, and it poured out. I mean, it was a downpour and about forty degrees and pouring rain the whole trip. So you go uh, from London to Brighton, which is about sixty-two miles, and you've got basically the whole day to do it. You have to be there by 4.15 in the afternoon, and at 4 o'clock, we were five miles away with a blown head gasket, and uh, fortunately, we broke down in a pub parking lot uh, for the last time, and I looked at the hill, the hill that was coming up, I saw the distance, I looked at the pub, and I said, let's go and have a beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> we, we threw the towel in and went inside the pub and had a good time. Sounds like you uh, turned lemonade into lemon or lemons into lemonade that night. You bet, you bet. It was, it, it, and that's what it's about. We had such a good time. Now that episode became the largest, the most watched episode in, uh, ever at Velocity Network. Um, so uh, people love to see tr- drama. They love to see you breaking down. They love to see how you're going to solve the issues. And and we had plenty of that during the day. And it was in the pouring rain. Everybody was rooting for us, but in the end, it just we just couldn't quite do it, which is why I think our show is so popular, because it's reality. I mean, some shows, they would have made the car look like it finished the race or something like that, you know, and taken the credit. But um, our show is absolute reality, and sometimes you lose at an auction, uh, you lose some money at an auction, or you don't win a trophy when you show a car and you don't finish the race sometimes. But it's, it's reality in the automobile world. Speaking of which, um, you, I saw you at Bonhams this year at Amelia Island, and uh, how many cars did you run through Bonhams this year? We ran 10 cars and sold seven, so uh, I think we did very well. Okay. What's your thoughts on the market? I think the market is good. It's still strong. Um, you know, 
uh, the spike in the market that we saw in Porsches um, and in Ferraris and certain Ferraris. Um, I think that that was, uh, you know, just a hype. Um, a lot of people, it was a feeding frenzy. Uh, a lot of people that wanted to get into the market saw themselves being left out, so they they went and paid crazy numbers just to jump on board, thinking that it would continue, and it just couldn't continue at the rate it was. Um, so even though Seinfeld sold a lot of his Porsches and everybody got excited because they got a lot of money for his cars, I and mean, you have to figure that the Seinfeld factor probably worked in to be about 30% over and above the actual retail price for an automobile. So, you know, people want to go home and put that car in the garage and say, hey, Jerry Seinfeld owned that, you know. And uh, so they were willing to pay more money. But in general, the market is very strong. We're selling cars on a retail basis. Sometimes that helps us when auctions seem to have a, a dip in the market where people now are all, all of a sudden going back to the retail stores and they're buying their cars there rather than auctions. So oh, really? It, I, I think it's going to shake out. Um, you know, we, we're taking a little dip, but we had, you got to remember in the past, probably it's been 10 years now, We've inc- cars have increased 400%. Where else in what market do you see the general uh, population of the market increasing 400%. It just doesn't happen. So we needed a little breather, I think, and, and uh, as long as it's not a long, drawn-out one. And we also have to think that, that the European economy is not doing super. Our do- dollar now, um, you know, the dollar is, 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 is almost equal to a pound these days. I mean, so people used to come over here and get, and get bargains uh, in comparison to, uh, you know, our dollar. And now that's not happening. Um, we've got an election year coming up, so there's a lot of factors involved, and and, uh, and hopefully it'll all shake out very soon. And and we saw the market being very strong. I think at Amelia Island, uh, where it wasn't so strong at Scottsdale, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: I want to reference the the California Spider that sold at Goodings. Now the Spider that sold at the French auction, Artur, or is it Arturo? Arturo, I can't pronounce it right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now that car sold for I think it hammered at eighteen million. Right. Now was that that was roughly the same period? Uh, I don't know if it was a short wheelbase versus a long wheelbase. I don't know if that makes yeah, that much. Well, di- I mean, it, it, they're, they're, every car is different, so okay. I mean, you know you can't say apples to apples. It's not like going to a Volkswagen dealer and just buying you know how many Jettas and each Jetta is exactly the same. Right. You know you've got cars that have a, a, a weird history. You know maybe they've been crashed. Maybe the engine changed. You don't know. So just to generalize and say uh, a 250 short wheelbase California Spider sold for $9 million at this auction and $18 million at this auction, there sometimes can be a large differential okay. in the car itself. So, you know, unless we do our history, unless we do, uh, you know, we, we look up exactly the history of the car, uh, it's, it's tough to say. If, you're, if you have apples for apples, then that makes a big difference. But right. I, think there were, I think there were different cars. Were you at uh, Cavalino this year? I did not go to Cavalino. Unfortunately, um, I had some family issues at home that, that uh, kept me at home uh, during the month of January. So okay. I, I, I lost both my parents and, oh. uh, just after Christmas, and so it was pretty devastating. So I, I sort of jumped off. Uh, I, I did have to go to Scottsdale because I had a bunch of cars out there for sale, but other than that, I stayed home. Okay. Uh, any particular projects that you're working on right now? Anything really unusual? In fact, I have to ask you this because this comes up all the time. The Lamborghini Mura that yeah. was on your episode that was in the barn that the old guy had, did you ever get that car? 
I'm still working on it. Okay, so <laughs> it's still sitting. Okay, no, I get people ask me that all the time. It says next time you get Wayne Carini. So, so uh, that's a funny thing. My and, it, and that top of, of conversation came up last night at dinner with my wife uh, when uh, she brought up, uh, "Are we still paying that bill?" So Jay is the guy uh, has the car, uh, and Jay. Um, when I went to his house, he'd never seen my TV show before. He didn't know me from Adam, but we, we, we hit it off pretty good. He's a real nice guy. So I told him about the TV show, and he says, well, how do I watch it? And I said, well, you got cable. He says, well, I don't have cable. He said, well, how about a DVD? He says, well, I don't have a DVD player. So I bought him a DVD player, and I sent him a set of our DVDs for our first three years. And the person that, that helped me uh, talk to him, uh, which is his mailman, actually, went and set the DVD player up, and he, saw, he watched the whole seasons, and he calls me, and he says, geez, how do I get more of these? I said, well, there's no more DVDs. Well, how do I watch the show? So we get cable. Well, I'm not paying for cable. So I thought about it for a couple of days, and I called him up, and I said, Jay, I'm going to buy you cable for a year. Well, it's been three years. <laughs> I, I pay his cable bill every month, so he can watch my show, and he doesn't forget me. <laughs> there you go. That's good. That's good. But... But in it, I would I would pressure him more. Except for that car is his life, and without that car, he has really nothing. I mean, he's a he's a well educated guy, he's an electrical engineer, he's a smart guy. But people, when you're an old person, sometimes you you lose a lot of friends, and you don't have a lot of friends. Well, I'm not the only guy who knows about that car. There's other people that know about it, and they go constantly and talk to him about it. He, you know, talks to them and strings them on, but he's never going to sell the car because without that car, he doesn't really have, a, you know, that, that connection with other people. So um, hopefully his brother, who I've gotten to know a little bit, uh, will remember me, uh, Jay's passing, and maybe one of these days I'll get that car, but I'm not in a big hurry. I hope Jay lives a long life. Excellent. That's it. And my sentiments exactly. Now, let me ask you a question. How did he come about that car? Is he a car enthusiast? Was it kind of a fluke? Does he? He was a car enthusiast, and he saw it in uh, in, a, in a local newspaper, and it was the strangest thing that that car was purchased by Ford Motor Car Company to look at the car. So they bought the car. They brought it back to their research development building, and they they studied that car. Um, and then when they figured that they looked at it long enough and got as many ideas out of the car as possible. They put it in a, in a local newspaper, and they sold it. Whoa. And Jay bought it. So uh, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's how it all went. I mean, that's how it came down. So, uh, And then uh, one day the brakes were failing on the car. Um, I think probably the hoses had just swollen up. And so he put it in the garage. He put it up on bricks and uh, took the brakes all apart, and there it sits. Wow. That's a great story. That's a great yeah. story. Yeah. Can you share with us some other barn finds that you've, uh, something interesting that people can relate to? Well, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, we've, we've run into Ferraris constantly. Um, I, I just uh, came back from a trip where I bought a Stutz Roadster, uh, cut down door Stutz Roadster. Um, I think one of the best finds, and we're, we still haven't finished filming it, but um, a, a very cool story. My dad was the founder of the Model A Restores Club of America. And um, he had many cars through the years, and he restored Model A's and uh, Duesenbergs and Packards and Lincolns and all that kind of stuff when I was growing up. So 
about 10 years ago, um, he said one one day to me, he said, the one car I'd like to find is my old Model A400, which was one of his first really great cars, which is a very unusual car. 400, the top goes down, and the window frames stay up on the car, and we're limited production cars. And he had sold it to build our house back in the 60s. He had bought it back for a museum that he uh, was a curator of, uh, back in the 70s, and then they sold it in the 80s. So the car disappeared. He had no idea where it went. So we started doing some research, and it it was literally 10 years uh, of research, and we we just were running into brick walls. We couldn't find the car. Fast forward now, my dad is uh, 93 years old, and about two weeks or a week before Christmas, I was having lunch with him, and he said, the one thing you got to promise me, is I know my, you know, health is failing. Is you got to find my Model A and you got to buy it. You really got to promise me that. It bothers me every day. I said, Dad, I'll find, I'll buy it. You know, and I'm saying to myself, you know, I've been trying for ten years. How am I going to do this? But just to make him happy, I'm. So he says, shake my hand. So I, well, I got up from the table. I had to go over and shake his hand and give him a big hug. And I said, okay, I'll find it, Dad. My father passed away about three weeks later. And two weeks after that, I got a phone call from a guy that I've been working with, and he says, I found the car. I said, how do you know it's the car? He says, I have proof. So we went to Scottsdale Auctions. He lives in a in a, in a, in a town a couple of towns away, so we make an appointment. We go over to his house, and he's going to show me the proof. And uh, um, we film the whole thing. I ask if I can come and film it because, you know, if, this is, if, if it's really the car, this is going to be a great story. And we look at the pictures of the car that he's got that I showed him, and out of the bag he pulls the license plate off my father's car. My father had a license plate that said 400 on it. It was a state of Connecticut license plate that he had gotten in 1952 when he bought the car. And he knew somebody had a motor vehicle, and they got him the plate. And there it was. I said, where did you get that plate? He says, off the car that's for sale in Texas. That's your father's old car. So we're going to Texas in two weeks, and I'm going to buy the car. That's an amazing, incredible story. That is great. Yeah, I found his car, which is, you know, I made the promise. I'm going to do it. Um, not that I really need a Model A400, but it looks like I'm going to have a Model A400 in my collection for the rest of my life. That's for sure. Well, that's super. But that's a family heirloom, you know. you got to keep that in uh, mind. you got to do it. You yeah. Do it, you know? yeah. you got to do it. So, yeah. Stories like that, you know, uh, this, that story, there's another car we're chasing right now that's a, they only made one of, which is a really cool story. The guy bought it when he was on a trip over in England. and Just, you know, stuff like that really intrigues me, and we, we have a lot of fun with it. Super. Well, Wayne, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. I know you're busy. I know you got to get your Mealy Mealy car ready. And uh, probably, uh, you know, maybe towards the fall we'll get you back on again. You can tell us some Mealy Mealy stories. How about that? Sounds good. Thanks, Robert. All right. Hey, Wayne, thanks a lot. I want to thank my special guest this evening, Wayne Carini, Chasing Classic Cars. Wayne, you take care. Have fun at the Mealy Mealy. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't forget to tune into our show every Tuesday night for the most fascinating, and obviously we have some of the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. How are we doing, Bob? Remember those tickets. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the tickets. Go ahead. You announce it real quick, Bobby. Well, we got some here. Nostalgic Radium Cars, 727-441-3000, If not, festivalsofspeed.com. Use the promo code TANTALK and get 50% off your 
Festivals of Speed tickets for St. Petersburg. That's right. That's this weekend. And then next weekend, the Festivals of Speed Mission Inn. Great show. Be sure and check that out. Don't forget, Garage One this weekend. You got the uh, Reeves Cars and Coffee. National Street Rod Association. A huge meet. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Vicari Auction. I expect to see a whole bunch of you guys there. And then also, let's see what else we got going on. The Walter Mitty, which is coming up in Atlanta. And then, of course, the Mila Mila, which I think that's televised. I'm not sure. And uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for our Speed Culture Minute. Right, Bobby? Oh, yeah. Don't forget to download Speed Culture, the enthusiast mobile app, available on your Android phone or your Apple. And check out the website, speedcultureapp.com. Also, big news, May 7th, Best of the Bay Car Show at Quaker Steak and Lube. To find out more information, visit speedcultureapp.com, register online now for door prizes, awards, and a lot of fun. Best of the Bay Car Show at Quaker Steak and Lube, May 7th. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, if you guys need appraisals, be sure and go to our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Go to the contact page. I am working on a collection of cars, boats, and motorcycles. So uh, check out my website because I'm going to start putting some of this stuff up there, some of the cool cars that we and boats and motorcycles that we appraise. And again, I want to thank all my listeners again for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Tell your friends also to tune in every Tuesday night. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.